for Seth. No milk, no sugar. Right here. Thank you. No Milk, No Sugar, the podcast about business beneath the sweetener. Powered by Morales Group and hosted by CEO Seth Morales, we talk to local movers and shakers about what can be the harsh reality of doing business. We cover what no one likes to advertise, but everyone wants to hear. I'm Tori, producer of the show, and today we talk to the CEO and president of Keystone Group and owner of Indy 11 about literally and figuratively changing the skyline of the city, reinvesting in our core areas after the pandemic, and the future of Indianapolis. First off, thanks for for making time. It's good to to see you. And um, you know, I, I had a I had a chance to do some like due diligence on you, and 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 I knew who you are. I knew who you were. But this has been fun to do some homework and just knowing about your background with what you've done with Keystone and Indy Eleven, and just your background from Turkey. It's been fun to kind of dig in and just learn a little bit more about you, man. Uh, today one of the themes that we had woven through with some of the questions is just the future of Indianapolis and how you're a key player in, in shaping and, and developing and, and making Indy what it is today and, and going forward. So one of the, one of the kind of softball questions I want to throw out to you, man, just to get going, what's it like on your end running two very different businesses, your hands are full, you're running Keystone, this large construction commercial construction development, you know, outfit. And then you've got this soccer team that you've brought to Indy and you've built up and you've got visions for that. So you got two very distinct differences in businesses. What's it like, man, running two different businesses? Well, it's awesome to be with you. Uh, And obviously uh, as a fellow Purdue uh, uh, grad, uh, you know, this is for me uh, home, uh, the way, uh, obviously, I was born and raised overseas. Uh, when I uh, graduated from Purdue, before graduating, um, I always felt like uh, I grew up in the business. And w- I knew that when I grew up, I-, I loved the construction, real estate, sports. I played uh, soccer, high school. Uh, I was captain and, and in middle school, high school, and played college, you know, more on the amateur level. And so um, I felt like it's so important obviously for me to follow uh, my dream and as well a passion. So uh, everything I kind of uh, am doing now, I grew up in it. I loved it. Uh, as it's like every dream, kid has a dream. My dream was I wanted to be a builder and uh, really uh, build projects that are transformational, make an impact. Uh, I love sports. And obviously, you know, we all believe in quality of life. So for me, uh, I would say that when I decided to stay here for graduating, I wanted to make sure that I you know, uh, have a home. And I didn't think that moving, uh, even though I wasn't born and raised here in the United States, I, I, I believed in the American dream that uh, no other country has what the United States have accomplished that, you know, a lot of people, everybody's come from somewhere. You work hard. Uh, there, uh, There's an ideology that if you work hard and you do the right things, you obviously have make mistakes. And, you know, that we, we all have done many mistakes. And fix it, take care of the family, take care of your friends and community. So it's kind of a, a core values. And I, I love that. And I wanted to do my own thing here. So that said, so I really have this passion growing up that, you know, I wanted to be a builder, contractor, developer, and love sports to do that. So as I moved to Indianapolis, uh, I, I felt like at that time, uh, it was the 11th largest city of the United States. And this is the world's most powerful, biggest country. Even growing up overseas, everybody looks up the United States is the dream. And and I was a little bit pleasant surprised that uh, the 11th largest city of the world's most powerful country, you know, there was a lot of great stuff happening. The uh, Bankers Field House, it was just getting ready to be built. Uh, and then Circle Center just opened up, which is really, I think, one of the things that made me to kind of a, like, oh, my God, this is a big anchor project downtown. Uh, but I also felt like, a, you know, the 11th largest city at that time, obviously, as we've dropped on the rankings a little bit. Uh, you know, I felt like there's room to improve. And uh, and my goal was I needed, I wanted to pick a place to make it my home, knowing that one day I will get married 
and have a family and I wanted to stay and make it my rest of my life, you know, uh, to be there. So I chose Indianapolis actually as a, as a home. And I said, I'm never going to move and I'm going to do whatever I can within my little, you know, circle to make it, you know, as, 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 as a better place to, if I can, uh, to work better place to live. And so, uh, for us, in real estate, construction, sports, you know, it's a combination of really a place to work, you know, uh, make the city more uh, attractive for people to live here, more attractive to uh, by doing transformational real estate projects or having more sporting events like cold spacers, Indians and hockey team. Uh, so it's, it's just selfishly, we want to make sure that anything we can do to make our city and state a better place to to, for, for, for people like us that are from here now, live here, and as well as in around the country and globally, a, a, a choice for people want to move here, not because it were less expensive, not because of this. We want people to be able to choose this place because there's so much to offer. Yeah, I love it. I love you're the American dream machine, and you've got two wonderful businesses that you're building up to make that possible. You know, Tori and I were talking earlier on the show just about how you're just so involved in the community and how while you're an outsider, you were born and raised in Turkey, you came here, you went to Purdue, studied, became an engineer. You've got a passion for the community. You're on a lot of boards. You see this vision of, of this Indianapolis skyline and what it can be. Talk to me like if you're just looking ahead because you're, you're, you're in your mid-40s and you're, you still got plenty of gas in the tank. What, what, what's, what's the ideal city of Indianapolis look like to you? What's your vision? What would you, like if you were to, you know, you didn't have a lot of the hurdles or barriers, you could wave the wand. What does that look like, you know, in the future to you or Saul? You know, um, I uh, was very lucky to meet some great leaders when I started business uh, from people that have created jobs and shaped the city from 1970s, uh, uh, that, you know, built uh, uh, a city, really. And I, I don't know what it looked like. I have pictures of it. But they built a sports model, not just because we love sports, right? They felt like this is a business sports that creates jobs, makes, you know, raises the profile of the city. So the four uh, fathers of the cities from mayors, Lugers, and, and on the way to uh, Bart Peterson and our current mayor. Uh, and then you look at the, the state leaderships in, in over the years, what they have done to make the city state, state uh, a great place to do business and attractive. And so uh, I was lucky to meet a lot of great people earlier and that, that you know, the, the impact they have made, you know, you so suddenly gives you the feeling like, well, it's possible you can do that. Um, one advantage, uh, as you know, you know, any kind of adversity in some ways, it's not ideal, right? In a perfect world, you know, it would have been great for me if I was born here, raised here, and and I I, I spoke better English, and I, I it did I, uh, uh, and ideally it would have been ideal, right? You know, but it's not the case. So uh, adversities in some in my case, and and but a lot of people have adversities in different ways, right? I don't mean that, but I, in some ways I think if, if, if you have to work harder, you know, you have to do more to overcome that. So my adversities are mine and everybody is different. And we, 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 you know, a lot of people that have overcome great adversities to be uh, uh, super great people as well as successful business people. So I, I met a lot of people over the years that, that were helpful and uh, over um, from Dick Johnson, Columbus, Indiana, and a, a great leader and uh, philanthropy as well as the business to Bursarvas and Mickey Mowers and just a really a, a tremendous amount of people and earlier, I realized the importance of community. And where I grew up in Turkey, everybody relies on government to do the things, community stuff. If you want um, to take care of children that can't take care of them, and you, you just expect the government to build buildings and to do that. Here, the American way of doing things is more, you have great organizations like Children's Bureau that I, I, I got engaged earlier, been around since 1851, and works with the state and city and, and, and courts to uh, and, and and with with good boards and and there's a lot of organizations like that that does a lot of the work in in a smaller scale than just the government. So I felt like a you know since I decided that this is my home, right? And it, well, it's also my responsibility. What can I do to have an impact to make it even better? And the advantage of one advantage of adversarial being not from here is that I've also traveled a lot to know that 
we have all the all the great tools to make this is an amazing city. We're a good city, good state. And first of all, we have the main ingredient. We have the best people. You know, people are awesome, nice. And uh, and you, that's the most important part, right? Honest, good people. Uh, they, they mean well. And so when you have that really ingredient, main ingredient to make it an amazing place, then, you know, uh, selfishly, you know, when somebody comes and visits, it goes, well, it's a nice town. They're surprised, a lot of people. It really frustrates me the fact that they have little low expectation from the city. So that, you know, when that frustration, you go, well, okay, we need to make this is even a better place. And, and when you travel and you see some great ideas, you know, we want to know why can't we do it here? Because, and, and the challenge is obviously is that, you know, I love to, you know, for as a city and state to continue to have big, bold vision. Doesn't mean that we do it tomorrow, but setting big, bold vision and, and, and taking time to execute. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, uh, smart uh, community people, uh, uh, local civic and business leaders around. So, and, and we've seen that when city leadership gets together to go after like the Super Bowl, right? Or bring NCAA headquarters to the city. These are unbelievable. Uh, um, Elanco recently moving from to the downtown Indianapolis from city and state leadership. I mean, we know that it happens. Uh, we have already have some amazing organizations like Eli Lilly, Commons, you know, Anthem and Farm Bureau, One America, some anchor tenants here. But uh, but we want to do more of that. So uh, and as as we feel like it's our responsibility that our uh, city leaders have done so much to get it where it is. We have to step it up, whatever we can, to do to continue to push this and and, and to make it even a, a better place uh, for the next generation. I love I love the bold the boldness uh, the swag that you have. You you're not you're not afraid to go around see see some other things that are working in different cities and saying hey why can't we do this and you're making your mark man you're not even you're not only talking about it you're 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 walking it you're you're making it happen you've had a lot of significant projects. I want to get into that later but before we jump into that you know I think it's just kind of interesting just a little bit of context. You talked about Turkey and coming to Purdue and. I, I was with you right before COVID really kind of came. We, we went to a Purdue game. We were at the basketball game. We were learning a little bit more about each other. We were having a, a drink or two at Harry's. And um, you talked to me about how you you stumbled upon Purdue. How, like, give me give, real quick, like, what's the quick story? Because that's, to me, I think that's gold. Like, Purdue, yeah. engineer. <laughs> and now we're, yeah. we're fortunate to have you here in the city. But how did you get there, man? Like, what it. What, what was well, the, the um, yeah, I, I, I wish um, I, I, I tell you that, uh, you know, um, that I, ha I have done a research. Now, I have four children, right? And I, 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 they're not in the college age yet and amazing, uh, 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 great kids. But um, as I look at my friends do college search, right, I feel like, oh, my God, you know, one coming here by myself, right, from a different country. Frankly, back in uh, early 90s, you know, there was no internet, you know, so it sounds really hard to imagine a life without internet, but there was no internet. So I, as I wanted to go to universities in, well, at least when I grew up in Turkey, you know, if you graduate from university in the United States, you know, they are accepted the best university in the world, right? Obviously, London, England has few, and there's some good universities around the, around the world, but the number of great universities in the United States, higher education, is second to none. No other country has anything close to that. And I didn't really know what Purdue was and where it was. I did, in fact, even know where Indiana was. Yeah. <laughs> and so, it, it, because it's, it, and I understand the reason I understand why people, we still have, we still have to tell people how great the state is. We And I think we are great, but I think we can do a better job to sell our story. Yes. And, 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 and sometimes it is good to say that we are great, right? Because it is great state to do. So I, mine was unfortunately, unfortunately for me, is that U.S. News and World Report. You know, I, I serve, I'm a trustee at a university. And I, I serve in another university dean, on the a dean's advisory at Purdue. And so I understand the rankings always, right? And yeah. But at the same time, that's what I went for. And so uh, at that time, I wanted to be a civil engineer. Uh, I, I, I wanted to be building, developing, building uh, amazing projects. And so um, I was going to go through the list. And number one at that time, if I could be off, but I recall was University of Illinois Champaign. Yeah. 
Urbana Champagne. I remember calling them, um, and uh, I was in Tulsa, Oklahoma at that, at that point, I, I believe. And then is the rotor dial phone. I was going to go through the almost like a, in a list and see who's is still accepting applications to 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 transfer. And um, and they said, well, you have to apply. I can't remember like a six eight months in advance, and it yeah. was too late. This was like three months or so before school. The semester started. I went number two was Purdue. Yeah. And Purdue Engineering, Civil Engineering, usually ranked number two, three, five, six. You know, graduate, undergrad. So it's usually top six in the country always. And I called Purdue, and they were taking applications, and I sent it in. I take I took a test, a CT or so. They let me in. So if they said no, I would have gone to call the number three, number four. So I could have. This is not a good way of planning, but I could have ended up anywhere in the country just because the fact that I made that call. Yeah. And they, it accepted me, completely changed my life. And the re only reason I'm in Indiana. And after that, obviously, I met a lot of great people at West Lafayette. Uh, I worked uh, on a large project in Indianapolis before graduating. I met some people I worked for, great people that I, I still stay in touch with. And I felt like this is a great state, yes. you know, um, and I moved to Indianapolis just because of that. Well, we're, we're fortunate to have you, man. I'm glad you're a Purdue alumni. You know, I think about your just like boldness. You're not afraid to pick up the phone. You know, you're working down the list. I, I love the old school mentality. It gets the job done, especially in the mid nineties when you didn't necessarily have a lot of direction. So fast forward, man, you, you've, you've, you've stayed here in Indianapolis. You've built, we've talked about this two phenomenal brands and companies and you're really invested in, in the community, but there's, there's been, you know, th this, this, this podcast is about business, you know, kind of what's it like beneath the, the sweetener and, and no milk, no sugar. It's all about kind of the black straight up coffee. What's been a challenge for you, man, like getting the India 11 going, building Keystone construction. What, like, is there a, is there a roadblock, a challenge that you said adversity I know there's been plenty of it, but give, give, give our viewers, our listeners, just a, a quick insight into maybe a, a, a challenge that you, you think really kind of helped shape how you roll and, and built your business. Yeah. You know, um, I hate to say it, but I, I just got used to it more. And, you know, uh, uh, because one of the reasons that I, uh, I love is that, again, how do we make things better, right? How do we, whatever the circumstances is. And I believe that it takes a whole lot of people and, but everybody's got to do a little, what they can do, right? What can I little do that to make it better? So if we have a lot of people doing little on their own, whatever it is, people are in education, people in healthcare, people in, in, in advocacy. So mine is, this is what I do. What can I do to make it better? And, and, and the biggest thing I would say is like, uh, I love the city and state. You know, the thing that if I could just magically change is like a, it's like a lot of new things. It's like some people just say, no, I'm like, a, I haven't told you my idea. I'm like, no, you know, it's like, a, I, w I wish that if there are people that are, you know, um, that are doing great things, right? Like, you know, uh, and, and for me, especially when you're a smaller town, you know, I feel like a, a, a rising tides raise all the boats, right? So what you've done, what your dad has done, for example, Morales Group, right? You guys have built an amazing company, continue to grow. You become a national, international company. You employ more people here, right? You have more v vice presidents, more executives. They're doing well. You employ more. You're paying more taxes. You're contributing to the community. So for me, we just need more, 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 more people, Morales and others in the city as they, we have the more the better, right, to do that. So uh, it, 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 our, our strength is going to come from we're a small community, knit, a tight community. We just need more of that to do that. And so a lot of times, even like in the 11, I mean, people will just say, well, what's soccer? And it's, people still say that. I'm like, a, like I said before, I grew up playing soccer, basketball, and, and I was, a, you know, a table tennis and I did track, and so I, I was. I, I played a lot of sports. I didn't know much about American football, baseball. I enjoy a lot. In a, in a beautiful day, going to Indians game, right? You know, there's nothing you can you compete with this. And when Colts, you know, obviously represents us nationally, you know, puts us on the map. And so, you know, our Indiana Pacers. I knew Indiana Pacers. That's probably the only thing I knew. And racing, right? I mean, they put us on the map in in, in a lot of ways. So. For me, it's like instead of saying some people, well, what's soccer? I'm like, that's great. I might not love soccer, right? But it's great for the city. There are people that are soccer fans, period, right? 
and they might follow other sports and but it is the biggest global sport period it's the most you know global and they talked about it and recently we had some visit from overseas folks that the main reason was soccer that's the only reason they visited we have 10 plus players international players that they're in town just because of that there's media follows them around the world so in some small scale it's always like sometimes some things are so like clear and easy for around the world right for us it's a challenge just to explain why we're even doing that i didn't realize it will be as difficult to explain something that obvious right that has been around for 100 years it is is it's unbelievable powerfully you know elevating cities and and quality of life around the world uh but it was just harder to get people to credits and and i totally get it that you don't have to love all sports you don't have to love everything but I, I, I love to support people, regardless if it's something I love or not. If it's good for community, it, 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 it advances it, it raises the city, it states elevation, the quality of life more, makes this a better place. Regardless, I like it or not, right? I think it's important for me to support that, uh, 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 to do that. So that was a little bit challenging. I mean, even earlier, there will be some people, um, there's a small amount, they will say, nobody's going to show up, right? I'm like, why would you say something like that? I've, I had zero incentives from the city. It's all purely, uh, I'm the 100% using everything we make, right? You know, locally, we put it, giving it back. Even this uh, company, but it's, 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 it's been a, we've, we lose money every year, a lot of money. And so we feel like it's a contribution back in, in some way to uh, bring something new to the city and continue to build, especially I felt like um, if we didn't have Pacers, the Simon family didn't keep Pacers in town because there was a point that it was going to go away. And then and our city leaders built a great venue back then uh, and renovating now. If we didn't have a mayor that has a vision to build an NFL stadium without a team and 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 has the um, uh, goal um, himself, you know, uh, Dave Frick that you know helped to put the, bring the Colts together we didn't have Colts. We weren't able to have the stadium able to get him here. You know, I, I, I saw that in seven, eight, nine years ago when we brought the team that I saw that if we didn't have Pacers and Colts here for a city like now is even 17th largest city and we, we're not growing as fast with this, it would be impossible to bring an NFL NBA team to Indianapolis. So we were lucky that we, we had great leaders that helped to bring it in. And, and great owners that are actually willing to come or stay in this town, like Pacers and and and, and Ursa family was willing to move here. Um, but soccer was new in the country. There were only a handful of MLS major league teams. Our league was new. We felt like uh, we need to get a team going because if we wait 20 more years, I'm convinced, as you've seen it already in 10 years since we've been saying, I was saying it now. It's true. You know, there are a lot of cities didn't even have a soccer team as MLS teams. There's 27 soccer stadiums built in the last 10 years, right? So I'm not saying that we knew it's going to happen. We we knew it was going to happen just because it's all over the world, and we wanted to make sure that we also don't lose an opportunity as a city and state. 20 years down the road, right? You know, um, it would have been easier to have a major league baseball. We were to get it 20 years ago than it is today, right? So we want to make sure that we have a professional soccer here before it's too late because they get all expanded, they get kept out. It becomes more expensive to bring it in um, and uh, to do that. So it, 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 there's there are a lot of challenges then and to get people to understand. And even our first game, those people said nobody will show up. And we're not asking you to do anything. We're not asking for you know, any incentives for them to do. And you don't have to come to the games, but it's like still like a putting you down the fact of who's going to come to it. We've sold every game, not given tickets, sold every game. First year, first really a professional team selling all their games first year. And even after the first game, we're televised Wish TV live, right? And it's, it's live game. It's in the city. You got media. They're saying, well, that, that we Photoshop, right? Some people will still think like not real because I'm like, yeah, I understand you didn't believe in it. But sometimes I realize if you strongly believe in it, you're passionate about it. And you really think it's the right thing to do. And this happened over the different projects for us too. Sometimes you just gotta go build it, right? And then and then people come, and it will be so much easier that we have more people. When you have an idea, we get behind you, support it in a different way, whatever that is. And somebody has a different idea that we get behind it, so we can, as a city and state, grow a lot faster and bring a lot more great things to the city. 
um, that's one thing that I love to, you know, see more and more of that, you know, having big, big goals and, and finding slowly, find ways that who are, whoever is passionate about certain goals, get it behind that, supporting that person. And then and as a collectively, we make our city a great city that is global city. Yeah, you called it early, man, with the MLS and, and just the rise of soccer. And you knew it early on. I think you, you've proven it out. You know, I, I think your point about the naysayers who said no and, and didn't have the encouragement, that that does have obviously have to be some adversity and challenges. And I think that's a fixed mindset versus an open. But I I believe in you, man. I think your boldness and your your vision for building that first and then they will come kind of like Field of Dreams, that movie where they built that baseball field in the middle of you know the farmland and everyone came. I feel the same way, man. I, there's a lot of, I think, momentum around what you're doing, and I'm excited to see. I was t- telling Tori earlier, man, this guy's just getting started. He's got a ton of gas in the tank, and the runway for what you're going to do in the city over the next 20 years is going to be special. Mark my word. This is going to be an episode we're going to come back to and be like, hey, remember <laughs> when I had this conversation with Ursaul, and he's just well, getting- together. Together. together absolutely we, absolutely we want to we we, we 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 again i i, I say it and i'm saying it in a, you know that i i want to support others that have other ways to make our city great and uh from companies right yes. you know from individuals from our civic leaderships that are doing investing a lot in our city and some of our great companies you know uh, so it, it just feels like a, we not being the one of the largest cities in the country right we have to work like adversities individually. As a city, there are a state, there are adversities I think we, 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 we can overcome because we have the main ingredient. And I want to be supportive of you and others that have other great companies that are doing great things. Uh, and, and again, rising tides raise all the balls. I'm a true believer in that. Yeah, I agree, man. I think if you know we can't agree on on some of these things we can find ways to unite and you're definitely right it's all about you know finding ways to lift each other up and do it together um talk to me about just um you, you you're a busy man um you have a family four kids you've been married you you're running two large companies um what are you excited about with 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 some major projects i, I was looking on the website looking at some of the just like current portfolio what you guys are working on Give our listeners just a quick, like, give me a quick snapshot of some some big deals or opportunities you're working on right now. What does that look like? Yeah, no, I I, um, I am lucky that I kind of uh, I'm doing what I grew up that my you know what I love to do, and um, the and, and and as we have been doing it over 20 years now, um, it, it's it's a little more clear and priorities obviously change a little bit and. I used to work seven days of the week, and when I was younger, I didn't have to sleep much. But as you get older, it's hard physically to do that. And but also, I have, I have a great family and, and kids, and you want to you want to figure out that balance. Yep. And um, so I don't. I'm not saying that I figured that out the balance yet. I'm not sure I'm gonna ever. But I'm I I I I am trying to find do a better job to 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 do that. And that really kind of starts changing the way we look at more. Of the again goes on back building. Yes, we have we built, we develop real estate, but it became more clear over the last few years for us is that our uh, purpose here is not only just build buildings for the building business and making money, right? Yeah. You know, it's all way. And and I think as long as I'm alive, we're private business. I'm the owner, and and for me, it's important that we don't necessarily run it like a you know a, a corporate America. We think you know. Uh, I am the shareholder, but it's important for us to build an organization for me that it survives in and and does even better after I'm gone, you know, and and has an impact on the city. And that also goes on projects we do. So what really gets me? I love building. This is my thing. I like building itself, but I I love building transformational projects more and more. Has uh, has an impact on the area, and some of the projects that you know, even though. At that moment, some people might not like the idea again. It goes back like they don't see that. But as you go back and look at it, and some things, unfortunately, it takes time for people to do that. Uh, the, that even though it was a, it, it, we had people that are not happy about the Broderpool parking garage yeah. mixed-use project, right? You know, right or wrong, I understand there was nothing in Broderpool for 30 years. 
were selected by the then village association as a, as a developer to do that. There was a gas station there abandoned on the corner of a heart of the city there, yep. and and a small pizza place. Uh, just you know, it's hard to do right or wrong. But since that project started, there was nothing for 30 years. The apartments, mixed use, grocery store across the street, new apartments uh, down by the river, several more apartment projects. We're bringing Purdue Polytech now in Broderpool now. There's an office building, tech company across the street yes. um, coming in, uh, uh, 811, I think. Yeah. Uh, so there's, a, you know, you're starting to see the positive impact on that to do. Looking at downtown projects that I feel were one of the earlier um, in, in Meridian and uh, Georgia Street um, co-developed and built that condos on a warehouse yeah. in 2002, 3, 4, 5. And Mass Avenue on Mass Avenue wasn't really today. It sounds like a, well, no-brainer. Mass is a great street. But when we got involved with that in 2005, Mass Avenue was empty. Now, and yeah, you're right. There was a sports bar across the street. I think sports bar across the street. And now I think... Um, uh, uh, I forgot the name of it. It's a really popular bar. Used to have a sports bar. You still can see bullet actual guns <laughs> when we had lunches there in 2006, 7, 8, and it's completely gone. And in Carmel, I feel like a Sophia Square, downtown Carmel. Yes. And in 2008, uh, that was abandoned areas. We had 13 different one or two story abandoned buildings, cleaning it up, you know, and, and kind of see what has evolved since then. And, and city. Uh, 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 appreciates, you know, we appreciate what the mayor vision is, and we're part of a small component of a big vision the city, the mayor has there. But you've seen what the kind of how evolved. And for us, uh, as we're continuing to do that now, we, we have a great project. We're 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 finishing up at the abandoned, not abandoned, but at a 23-story high-rise downtown, AT&T building that uh, was a big office building, is almost vacant, uh, half a million square feet. Uh, we added retail. We are adding a park. Uh, added a parking garage. We're converting to 216 apartments in there in the heart of the yep. city, completing an empty office building to uh, bring vibrancy for that part of just north of Circle, and an empty uh, Illinois building that was empty for 15 years, and then putting restaurants all over there and putting a, a, a luxury uh, project upstairs, uh, and and really goes back to our 11 park. We call 11 Park, yes. which is the a name of the project that has anchored by the soccer stadium that uh, that um, that got approved a couple of years ago. We hope to bring it live. Again, the goal of that is that, and it's one thing to build a stadium. Our goal was that, like a lot of great urban cities around the world has done, from South America, Europe, a lot of the cities are built around soccer stadiums. Yes. It was back in 50, 80, 100 years ago similar to Wrigley in Chicago, right? And, you know, people didn't have cars and they walked to the yes. stadiums and they had public transportation. So we want to kind of go back to the using the stadium, but investing privately a lot of uh, money to build a village around it from apartments, residential, office, uh, uh, retail, uh, and, and place that actually 24-7 year-round that lives and uh, sporting games for soccer, it could be high school basketball, high school football, college, uh, soccer, and lacrosse, and you know some maybe couple concerts here and there. But you know, build something that isn't just used 50, 60, 70 times a year. But actually, there's a village you're building, and you know, and but for the stadium, we would not probably be investing so much on a part of the city uh, on its own because of the stadium. We're willing to invest around it to create a great yeah. village that people love to live, work, and it, it, it doesn't compete with Mass Avenue or the Fountain Square or Broderpool or Irvington and a lot of parts of the great parts. It's another village area that enhances our city. So it gives people option to say, hey, I want to live in a suburb. I want to live in, you know, South Side or West Side, East Side. And it just gives more choices and, and more options for people uh, and millennials to, to enjoy and stay in our great city. Man, we're, we're lucky to have you, man. I, I I'm, I'm kind of getting, you're too no, nice. I'm serious, man. I'm, I'm, I'm geeking out because I love a, first off, you're a first mover. You, you're, you're going to an area that, that maybe is, um, like you talked about mass Avenue or these ideas of broad ripple in the parking garage. And then you see, I, I, I'm, I've been here. I'm, I'm 41 years old. I've seen all this stuff happen. I'm born and raised here in Indy all the stuff building up around 
your kind of your anchor moves and they keep playing out and they keep working. And I, I love, I love the boldness. Um, I'm really excited about, you know, what you're sharing and, and what you're doing with, with Indy 11 and some of these other ideas and how you're, you're literally shaping the downline downtown skyline and, uh, you're making a big dent there. Um, I'm going to shift gears real quick. Uh, this is no milk, no sugar. We're talking about business, the nitty gritty. I love this theme. We're talking about how you're, you're redefining Indianapolis together, but being in the CEO role, man, you've got two, um, two major well in the spotlight businesses that you run. What's tough, man, being a CEO, like, give me, give me like, what's not easy. Like this, this sucks, Seth. Like this is really shitty part of like running this type of business or give me, give me some, give me some flavor for being in yeah, the hot seat. I, you know, um, hindsight, you know, I, I mean, I, I make a lot of, I made a lot of mistakes, you know, and, uh, part of it, I did not know. Um, and, um, I, I've learned that in a younger, I'm lucky that I started young out of yeah. school that, um, you have the uh, idea that you can do things right. You know, you have the energy and you work hard and you make mistakes and you fix it. I'm, I'm glad that I started earlier because it's harder to do that. And, uh, and we still make mistakes. You know, uh, one thing that I would definitely say that I didn't appreciate when I started, I'm like, a, you know, I'm a Purdue engineer. And, you know, at that time I had some job offers and I'm like, a, which is great. But I go, worst case scenario, if it doesn't work out, I just go work for somebody. Right. You yeah. still, you know, uh, I believe in obviously strong education and the worst case scenario, you got a great education degree and, you know, <clears throat> you make mistakes, you do that. And um, I thought, you know, I just hire people that have experience. You know, they just go do that. Um, I, 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 I didn't, I didn't appreciate that. It just doesn't work like yes. that because I go, well, I can go make it. I have an idea. I have a vision. I do that. I just hired people that have good resumes to do that. I, I earlier, I realized that it took me a while and, uh, I didn't have all the resources and kind of a family around, or I didn't really work for a company for 10, 15, 20 years. They actually built how to manage or run a yes. company. Uh, I, 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 I was just working harder to make up for a lot of mistakes I yeah. did. And, uh, and I still do that. I'm just trying to make less of them, right. Learn some of the mistakes. And so that was the one thing that I kind of earlier learned then that, you know, you got to really hire good people. No question about it. Um, I didn't really appreciate the culture part of it as much. I felt like my job is to, uh, I, I, I take this, you know, it's a great, great pride to employ people. Yep. And, um, and that's one reason that we, 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 we lost recession 2008, 9, 10, 11, even, you know, last year, we, we, we don't let people go because we're private just because we got a cut, you know, because we, we believe in it that if I can afford to sustain them, I will do that. And hopefully it builds royalty. And, and, uh, but I, 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 I made a lot of those mistakes or they feel like just hiring people, good people. I really, really realized about a culture. I didn't realize that I have to get the people that are on the same page. They're, they're, they're willing to go the same direction with you. And we're still obviously uh, 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 continue to work on that. I don't think you ever stop, continue building on that to do. Um, uh, and finding the right talent, I think has always been the most difficult thing to do. Uh, and and uh, making part of it, people that you know want to believe in the vision and want to do that. And obviously, for me, because I love this, right? I, I get it. I have to make a living, but I really, really love. I mean, I don't know what I would. This is what I want to yeah. do, right? I wanted to do that, and and you hope that hire people. I've learned that not everybody has to love like yeah. you. You just assume that. How do you not love this? I mean, this is great, and, and so we're more selective on really. I hired people because they were experienced because I had no experience in running it, right? Thinking that if I hired people with a lot of long experiences. 20, 30 years, and they'll, they'll just work. Now, as we've been around a long time, we really spend less time on kind of experience or more the personality, the, the culture, right? Is this the right kind of yes. person will do well yes. in our organization? You know, if you could be the most brilliant person, you know, um, I love to have smart people, but you know, that's not as important as, are you the right person? That Are you going to fit in our what we want to build? Or are you going to mess up everything we're building with the team? And, and then be destructive to do this. So we're spending a lot more time on really looking at the values. You know, what are your values? You know, is, is, is our values being private company, my values organization, does it meet or not? 
And uh, instead of just saying, okay, you got great degrees and great resumes and you work great companies, but you know, I've really, I, I thought, oh, well, great, let's hire them. It looks good on the resume. But I, I, unfortunately, I, I made some uh, hiring because I didn't know any yeah. better. And, and I didn't really have, uh, I didn't have, a, I don't have a board, you know, to, to kind of uh, guide me through that. So I, I made, uh, I, and I have paid for a lot of those mistakes. Some were more painful than others. Um, I'm not there. I do have a great uh, leadership team. We're continuing to grow, actually built. We're hiring a couple of good executives to build on the team, but I'm spending more time on building the uh, higher kind of slowly, right? Uh, and, 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 uh, and, and we're spending a lot more time there than I've ever done in my life. That's wonderful wisdom, man. I think on starting off early and going through that phase of, of running hard and, and trying to find the right team, it seems like uh, you're building the right locker room, finding the right players around you, and not just a resume, but they've got to have the values of the, the culture of the team. Sounds like you were a, uh, if we were doing a soccer analogy, man, you were on the pitch, uh, you were a striker, and you were taking a lot of shots on goal and uh, just inviting a lot of really talented people around you, but not necessarily the right chemistry of values, and you're getting that. Yep. And um, it sounds like you, it's been humbling, but also you, you're you're really thankful that you've gone through that, that, that process and where you're at right now. It seems like you're in a good spot here. Is there anything you'd want to share with our viewers, our, our, our listeners uh, about just what's going on? Um, any, any final comments, anything? Yeah, you think no, are, no is, I appreciate that. Uh, obviously uh, with the pandemic, right. Uh, 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 it's interesting to see how it's evolved. Um, a lot of people think that people are not going to the office and all that, you know, um, I can't see a life for me. I love what I do. I love being around people. You know, uh, we've done, uh, uh, we've been lucky that, you know, we've done well over the last 20 some years. But uh, for me, I, I, I love being around people. I can't imagine not being, you know, and, and just be working from home to do this all the time because it's not just really work, right? I mean, and I hope that, and obviously in a perfect world, that will be to tell my kids, find something you're passionate about it, right? And you got to obviously make living, but, you know, it, it makes it so much more meaningful. If you like things, you're spending the time and around people you enjoy being around, right? Uh, and then it really doesn't make it like a work to do that. So I, I, I'm curious, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I'm a big believer of still downtown Indianapolis or urban areas like Prouderpools and Irvingtons and Fountain Squares and Mass Avenues, downtown Carmel's and Fishers and a lot of great cities and Greenwood is doing that now, Brownsburg. You know, I, I can't imagine being in a society that we're all like a, working from home and living home and then see each other and uh, do that to this. So uh, for the great companies over the last 10, 15 years, everybody was going around, you know, open spaces and building offices with uh, kitchens, with the food and beverage and ping pong tables. And, and suddenly we're going to go back all work and distance. I mean, I can't imagine there will be a culture. I understand maybe there was some efficiency for some businesses um, to do that, but I can't imagine being in a work uh, environment that I'm not interacting with people. I'm not walking down the street, running to people. And so I'm a strong believer in downtown. Uh, and, and like anything else, we all need a core to, to, to rally around. And without the down, strong downtown Indianapolis, without strong Indianapolis, right, you know, for the state of Indiana, um, it will be hard to have. Uh, we need a, we need the heart to beat. We need the stronger. Instead of again, people saying a lot of things about what happened with pandemic and some events last year, that's behind us. Let's be smart about it. Let's go back and how do we build uh, uh, from the core and out? Uh, like like some mayors will say in suburbs, you can't be suburb of nothing, right? So it's important to make sure that we. Uh, we go back and we reinvest and reinvest and even double down our in our core areas to make this a, even a better place to live again, work, and entertain. Uh, and the importance of sporting events, conventions, is we always knew that. It's, it goes back to that. Sometimes people kind of uh, say about why are we building the stadiums and stuff like this. It becomes more relevant about but for those sporting events and, and uh, conventions, you see an impact of the city and state, how great that is. So uh, I'm looking forward to, I'm downtown and, you know, you've seen that the more and more people every day downtown, it's exciting. I'm looking forward to us going back to not only before pandemic, but even our city and state, uh, more exciting 
to be part of it. And I want to continue to be proud of, you know, saying that I'm a naturalized Hoosier uh, as we go forward. I love it, man. Well, you heard it first from Ursal. We're going to look back on this episode years from now and and see what what more good works ahead. I I appreciate you sharing today, man. It's been awesome hearing you kind of download uh, both, you know, in the CEO seat and just your vision for the city. Keep up the wonderful work, man. And thanks for joining us. Man, I really appreciated just hearing just off the cuff here, just thinking about what he was sharing about the the vision of the city. Like nobody, in my opinion, has a better feel for, you know, he's doing stuff all over the city. And I'm just, it's just really encouraging to hear all the the projects that he's working on. And um, I think there's been a, a sense of humility too, in his, his voice about how he's, he's built some things, he's had some challenges, but at, at the same time, he realizes he's got to do it together. And that was really encouraging because I, I, I knew Ursaw as kind of this bold, growth-hungry guy that was going to develop the rest of the city and put it on his back. And he's, he's, I think he's doing it collectively with the team. And to me, that was really encouraging here. So um, what, what, what thoughts came to your mind as he was sharing? What, what stuck out? I really liked your comments on about how uh... – He's the American yeah. dream machine. He is. I thought I mean, that was he great. Is the American dream machine um, with his, his story from Turkey to Purdue and how he just like picked up the phone and enrolled last minute. And then the, the fact that he, he sees a vision, he, he saw opportunity here in the city and then what he's doing. I mean, all the major projects that he's done, he is visionary, man. And he's bold. And, and that, that is the American dream. And so it, it's cool to, to see that being played out. I, I think there's a respect level. What's been kind of cool to see him and my dad connect and, you know, my dad being, you know, of Hispanic uh, descent and being a tomato migrant worker and, and just kind of that grittiness and that, that American dream like edge that they both, I think have endured. They don't probably come from a lot of wealth. And I don't, although I don't know his story directly with, with his family, but um it makes you think that, you know, that American dream machine is live in a well in those two guys. So it's been good. And definitely um, grants a very unique perspective of kind of, you know, the vision of Indianapolis and what these people are working yeah. for it to become. Yeah. I mean, he, I'm trying to think of, uh, you know, one, one, one thought that I really liked, he, he mentioned, um, you know, being in the CEO seat, there's been some mistakes along the way. He's built a business early on, but he had some misfires with people. And he realizes that you don't necessarily need a, a polished resume. You need core values. You need culture. Obviously you need somebody who can do the job and, you know, they've got a head on their shoulders, but he's realized that the, the, the locker room is just as important as, you know, the talent on the field. And um, that, that was really encouraging. Cause I think he, you know, I, I don't know him, extremely well, but I think he's come a long way there and, and that's been a, a, a big win for him. And that's the right recipe for a winning team. And he's doing it with the Indy 11 and now he's doing it with Keystone Construction. And that's awesome to hear. I also liked his point about taking kind of like what works in other cities and seeing if it can be applied here. Yeah. Yeah. That was smart, man. I think he's, he's bold and visionary and he's like, why can't, why not? And, um, you know, he got some roadblocks. He was talking about how he's gotten adversity from, you know, fixed minded people that said no. Uh, but he's been right. I think he's proven out a lot of ways just with like, if you just think about his development projects, like being first, a first mover on Mass Avenue or in Broad Ripple with some of the stuff that they've done. Um, it's just, I think it's a mindset and getting the right mindset, but that, that's gotta be tough. Cause he said, what do you say? He said like, look, I've had adversity all along the way you know, I'm not from this country. I don't speak perfect English. Like that, like creates like a, um, he's like, he was used to it. That's what he said. I'm used to like that type of like roadblock or adversity, but it's made him better. And so, um, while he's not from here and he wasn't, he doesn't have like a silver spoon. I think that gave him an edge as a leader in what he's built. Definitely. I think those are great takeaways. I love that. I liked his point about, um, you know, making sure that everybody understands the importance of reinvesting in our core areas after the pandemic. Like it can be very discouraging, but, um, you know, making sure that Indianapolis is still like a great place to live and still having that that forward thought, even when it's hard. Kind of getting that well and and continuing to invest in that. And uh, we need that. I think there's, there's some hesitancy um, to 
you know, some employers wanting to to be back in, in the office. And I understand that point of view, you know, we're not fully committed back to the office right now, but um, there's maybe a, um, there's a stair step to that. But I love that, again, Ursal is bold and growth minded, and he's doing a lot of wonderful things for our city. And he's doing it in a way that I think is um, unified with, with other leaders and trying to lift up. And so that, that gives me hope. I, I think about some of the, the, the city leaders and families like the Ursay family or the Simon family and, and the malls and the Pacers and, and what he's doing kind of, there's, there's a kind of a replication there. And uh, I wish we had more folks like him um, doing that and, and being bold visionaries to get other people around it. Cause once you get some people bought in then you know, I think there's some un- unlocked potential, but we gotta, we gotta have that mindset and gotta, gotta pull the trigger. Um, I made that analogy of one, one of the things that is just the sports analogy of him being on the field as a soccer player early on, he was a striker. Like he was taking a lot of shots on goal that he was missing. I think, I think there's like, whether it was his projects or hiring people or just being a new business owner, he's learned a lot in a short amount of time. And to have that experience at his age, you know, he started the business right out the bat after he was done with Purdue. And so he's taken a lot of shots on goal and he's learned a lot. And I don't know if there's somebody, you know, there's not too many people like him that have taken that many shots at his age with like plenty of gas in the tank to keep playing and, and having a, you know, I think a, a pretty, you know, I don't know his career is, is going to be, you know, one that he's going to have fun. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of No Milk, No Sugar, the podcast about business beneath the sweetener. We hope you learned something and we'd love to hear from you. Tag us with hashtag no milk, no sugar, or email us at nomilknosugarpod at gmail.com or connect with Seth on LinkedIn. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and we'll see you next time.